Hello, my greasers. Welcome once again to another episode of Let's Be Real. And today we come to you, should I say it's a day of mourning or I don't know how best to put it. But today we come here, uh, for me at least, you know, like mourning one of uh, the, the legends of Real Madrid that I've seen live. You know, uh, uh, it's no one other than Carlos Enrique Casemiro. Uh, so we actually touched on it briefly a bit yesterday with the voice. So uh, I'll just let Sinead uh, just take us through the process. Uh, yeah, this is basically our first ever live call-in. So we are, we are kind of expecting uh, people to actually, you know, uh, kind of uh, get used to this because this is going to be uh, a recurring thing we are going to be doing because... It's, it's always been mentioned in the subreddit, especially, uh, that we uh, couldn't get people in. And Hoke had, I, I think, commented that, you know, it was mostly down to scheduling and people finding time. Um, but I think this can sort any kind of problems like that out because, you know, now we actually have um, a platform we could actually, you know, um, debate stuff out whenever the... Uh, Whenever the occasion is like perfect, and uh, yeah, big big ups to Farouk himself because this this was the thing he sorted out because going live um, was always an issue for us. Uh, whether it be you know uh, whether it be a good setup or basically just timing because time zones are, have always been a huge barrier for us. You know, yeah. so yeah, big up Farouk man. So excited to do this, but. Uh, Excited to do this, but on an occasion where we should be, you know, kind of mellow because this has been something that we never saw coming. Let's be honest, you know, like two days ago, I wouldn't call myself uh, being uh, worried at all because, you know, we were on the high, especially, you know, Alaba scoring that free kick, the Super Cup, how last season ended. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's always been uh, pretty, uh, you know, high, uh, pretty on the high, basically. But um, yeah, this this was something totally out of the blue. I want to ask you, Farooq, like, if you saw this coming, would you have been better prepared for this? That's my question. I mean, how can you be better prepared for this? I mean, that's the thing. Like, I think there are some things that you just can't get prepared. You know, and I, I actually, you can recall up. Uh, when we were discussing the group uh, a couple of days back, you know, I was like, it's United, man. Like, these guys couldn't even agree a deal with Rabiu. Juventus are literally pushing Rabiu to anyone who's going to take him, right? And, like, they couldn't even handle that. And I was just like, okay, like, this is not going to happen. Like, United can literally hit the ocean from the beach, man. I mean, now they literally pulled out a rabbit out of a hat, man. They pulled a rabbit out of a hat, man. And to answer your question, I don't think it's been it's ever possible to prepare for this. Because, to be honest, you know, I actually saw a meme today and it was like, you know, we've been praying to get a replacement for Casemiro and now we get an understudy in Chouameni and it turns out we're selling Casemiro, right? So it's just, you know, a very, very uh, tricky thing. But to be honest, like, uh, I don't think you can ever prepare for this because the point is Casemiro has been a stalwart. He's been a very, very, very good, you know, uh, servant. And actually, to one of the, I, I heard, I was really listening to something today, and I think actually that uh, paragraph summed up Casemiro very well. It was like, the point is, you can see how important Casemiro is, but it goes to show how much important he also is of the field that, you know, he goes to 
the board and the coach and be like, I want to leave. And they're like, okay, we're going to respect your wishes and no haggling, no, you know, no making him to say, keeping the players against his wishes or what is or what is not. I mean, that alone in itself, you know, speaks volume to the kind yeah. of player Casemiro is. Absolutely. Like, you, you're, you're very uh, on point because, you know, Casemiro could have... Uh, <sighs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't call it uh, a saga, essentially, but he could have made it much more difficult, you know, much more uh, easier for the paparazzi to get at yeah. it because you, this, this could have uh, dragged out for way longer than it need, needed to be, basically. And um, in, in my opinion, he should have been thinking about this for a bit, you know, like that, that's, what, that's what's concerning because you, uh, you think um, you know stuff looking on from the outside, but it's like, it's, it's kind of mad because like without him actually um, thinking this through, I wouldn't exactly uh, believe what the, you know, what the popular narrative is that, you know, this was, suddenly swayed over because of the insane amounts of money involved. No. no. Um, yeah. Money can tempt people, but I don't think Casemiro and essentially, pragmatically speaking, the position he plays is swayed just because of money. So, um, that, that, that could be something that's, that's uh, like cooked up by the media. Um, I need to hear your opinion on that, Haru. Like, do you think this is premeditated, sort of? Uh, okay, before I give my opinion on this, let me just, you know, quickly give some shout-outs to some people in the comment. Right. Jack, Adil, and Yadu, we see you are people. You know, actually, uh, Jack actually commented first. He was like, he's excited for the life, but he's so sad because Casemiro is living. So I guess, you know, he's just kind of been in the, in between, you know, like you just can't uh, say what is, and, you know, uh, also, Adil here is saying, like, you know, uh, the transfer will bring the best out of Chuamania and Kamavinga. And Yadu is saying the audio, it's better. So, I mean, he's talking about the technical uh, aspect of it. Yeah, I guess I guess it's so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways, yeah. So, just to go back to your question, right? I think you're, you're right, to be honest. Because I also feel like, you know, it's not just something monetary anymore. You know, it's not just that. And actually, yesterday, Mo was actually alluding to the fact that the purchase of Odin Chuamani actually has created a sort of doubt or like a sense of doubt in mm. the mind of Casemiro. And, you know, it's the kind of thing where you know, we don't if you actually give, you know, mega contract out to players who are over 30, like, you know, yeah. case in point, uh, Sergio Ramos, case in point, Cristiano Ronaldo. So, you know, uh, that's the thing. So like, you know, the purchase of Chuamani for about a hundred million euros, you know, a very young dynamic player, like, a future superstar, like a player who's going to go to with France to the World Cup and what is and what is not. I think that created a bit of doubt. And I can actually, you know, get the point there in the sense that that coupled with the fact that, you know, he's going to United where they literally have been crying out for a player like uh, Casemiro for the past 10 years, you know? And also, obviously, everyone wants a peer eyes one way or another, you get. So I think just yeah. saying that, okay, he is getting more money is not, you know, that can just, you know, itself like it's going to be hypocritical to just you know put that narrative only out there you have to consider many other factors out there as well you understand and to be honest like i think it's not about respect or anything because i think anyone who knows and watches real madrid for the past six seven eight nine years knows that the respect that come uh, sorry that casemiro commands in this team 
you know, the way people value him. And we, everyone knows that he's the one irreplaceable player in the team, or rather he was the one irreplaceable player. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I, do, I totally agree with you. Like the, the narrative of, you know, just uh, being uh, dollar signs and finance, I really don't buy that as well. And even the timing, you you agree with that as well? Like it was suddenly just came around in two days and, you know, he just packed his bags up. So that's the thing, to be honest. I actually, I'm not really sure about that because actually today, uh, I actually was out in town. And so like I was on the metro for a fight, you know, interchanging and what is on, what is not. And I just kept on thinking, like the point is that I do feel like something had been happening behind the scenes. But United hadn't just gone in, in with a concrete, you know, with a concrete offer to these guys. You know, like yeah. some preliminary talks that happened maybe a couple of weeks back, maybe even a couple of months, like, you know, because we know like United were more focused on uh, FDJ, like Frankie De Jong. And uh, the fact is that they haven't gotten any feedback or anything from that. And they're just like, okay, like we need to accelerate some things, you know, you know, and coupled with the results that United had over the past two game weeks in the Premier League. So to be honest, I don't think it's something that just happened overnight. That's, I think like, okay, preliminary talks that happened, but not in concrete, not in official. I think yeah. just over the past, you know, uh, from beginning of the week, then the talks started to gain traction and it was, you know, more official and United, I think, are also in a bit of a desperate situation as well. So they pushed that as well. But to be honest, I, I actually have a kind of doubt in my mind that this is something that just happened overnight. Mm. Imagine, imagine the United fans waking up. Um, what day is it today? Today is Friday. So imagine them waking up on, on a very wet, rainy Wednesday, you know, Manchester evening, and yeah. suddenly look at all the tabloids mentioning Casemiro, you know, being linked to them. Um, I can only imagine the emotions they would have been going through because watching a midfield pivot of Mech Fred, you know, week in, week out takes a toll. It makes you look at life differently, you know, it makes you makes you contemplate stuff that you probably never thought you would, you know. So um, going from Neckfred to Casemiro would be would be you know something that United. But, but Sunit, let, let me just let me just interject here. Sorry for interrupting. The point now becomes this: United got Varane, also yeah. claiming that we're gonna go from Lindelof, Maguire. We're gonna go to Varane, right? That, that, that so, right? so you get they got they got also like you know Jadon Sancho. They're gonna be like, okay, we're gonna go you know from playing Tony Marshall to playing Jadon Sancho. This is a player who you know tear Bundesliga to shreds. They got, you know, Bruno Fernandes. Bruno Fernandes performed for one year and it's gone. They got Paul Pogba, the player who tore Serie A to shirts. They got Cristiano Ronaldo. The point is that all these players have gone there and have deteriorated. So I think now the question now starts to become, the point is this. These players are going there and they're becoming garbage players. We know these players are talented players. Let me tell you something in contesting that, you know, because uh, you sure nobody nobody has... uh, like requested to join, right? Yeah. No, 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 no. So far, no one, no one has, okay. no one has joined in yet. But we do have Elmas here. So Elmas is actually also saying that for me, I wasn't expecting Casemiro to leave this year, but rather next year. Like I expect the same for Modric and Cruz for selfish reason, having him to mentor Traumani and Kamavinga for one more year. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then also like uh, we have Urim here. I hope he, I'm pronouncing the name right. Urim Jace. He says United have given a 30-year-old going to be 31 in February. A four plus one year contract on four fifteen k pounds a week. If Perez did that, we'll be asking for his head. Just United thing. So I think he's just alluding to the fact that you know, it's just the monetary things or like United was stupid to give a thirty one year old a four plus one. I think to be honest, to be honest, Nate, 
a four plus one for someone who's going to be 31 in February. Yeah. I think that yeah. was a very bad. I think on my side, I think that's, a, in my opinion, I think it's a bad that's contract. Basically securing, securing your future the next couple of generations. If exactly. Because, like, I mean, even though now we have modern medicine, players still retire at the age of 35, 36, right? If Casemiro is getting a four plus one, he's going to retire at close to 36. Like, I mean, the contract is going to end at close to 36. The mind can just feel like, yeah, okay, it's okay. And that's enough. You get like, so he's just literally set for life. Mm. The, like going back to the earlier point that I uh, was trying to, you know, put up. Um, so you, you mentioned all the names that went to United and basically turned down the crap, right? So, um, in my opinion, Casamero uh, will be a harder, you know, nut to crack. You know, he has he has his own shell that won't let the United jinx seep in. You know, I strongly believe that Casamero's character is not going to be putting up with all the all the all the drama at United. I honestly don't think so. Like, obviously, like if you're the only one pulling in one direction and the rest of the United team is like in complete disarray. There's nothing you can do, but I strongly believe Casemiro is going to be a change for them. He's, he's going to actually maybe, just maybe, you know, you never know, just maybe turn their midfield into something more resembling. Well, Sunay, the point is this, right? I can get one player, I can get two players, but when you have a first 11 of, I mean, what like one Bissaka was touted to be like the next, I don't know, whatever it's he was going to be. You, get, you know, you know no, no, watch. it's, it's, so the thing is, is that it's not just about the hype anymore, so That's the thing, right? No, no, no. I, I, you know, actually, I also like. Uh, I when think you I think told... stuff multiple times, you know, it, it exactly. Some, so it that's becomes something that resembles the truth. So I guess. exactly that's the thing. Like you know, like when you have even like you know, even to the shittiest. I to be honest, like I don't like rate Harry Maguire at all. But the point yeah. is, we watch Harry Maguire for France, and the man becomes primary Maldini man. Really, that's just the truth. Like you can't say take anything away from you know. When he was mm. at Leicester, we can say, okay, the, the pressure at Leicester was lesser. But the man's mm. starting a Euro final, man, a World Cup semi-final, you know? So, and he's performing. You get the point. That's the thing. You go to the likes of, you know, Paul Pogba. We saw Pogba with France, you know, winning the World Cup. We saw Pogba playing with Marquisio, Vidal, and Pilo. And the guy was a world beater, you know, doing flamboyant things and what is and what is not. You know, we saw Jaden Sancho. Like, I mean, when you start to count a whole 11 of players who have underperformed, then you start to think, okay, it's no longer about the player and the will and the, you know, the commitment and the motivation. Now it's not start to become around about a culture in the, in the place, you know, uh, mm. the thing now becomes that if you work in a toxic workplace for a long period of time, you just yeah. start to accept the toxicity as that's part of life. You understand? But the point I'm is that when you... Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I, so that's, I totally understand. Uh, that's the thing, you know, for me, to be honest, like I'm just, uh, Okay, okay, Mo is here. It says it's official. Casemiro has left Real Madrid. Well, wow. adios, amigo. You know, wow. we'll definitely meet again. I hope in the Champions League, you know, <laughs> not outside it. You know, hope in the Champions League. So, so. Wow. Um, wow. This is, this it, is, this it, is heavy to swallow, man. Some, some of the stuff that, you know, that I had to go through to completely, uh, Put this into perspective. It's crazy because, like, if you if you if you go back to 2014 um, when we won the uh, uh, the the La Decima, basically, um, you know, it it was it was a midfield of Xabi Alonso, Di Maria, and and Modric. You know, yeah. Di Maria being being converted. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, to the midfield kind of yeah, to play like an eight. So yeah, 
for me a midfield looked fine like i wasn't i wasn't too into tactics or anything like that i was way too young um back then but i still had a feeling that this this midfield would work you know uh di maria was a live vibe like i used to be his biggest fan um back in the day and yeah he used to boss the midfield and and chabi alonso used to be the dm that that sat back and basically you know facilitated uh modric and di maria to you know go forward and dictate the play um so in 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 2015 when uh you know all hell broke and carlo got sacked <laughs> i i i had like no hope that you know like this could uh be a blessing in disguise because you, you know for a fact that you know carlo kind of leaving amid all that opened a way for casemiro to uh come inside like Definitely. did you actually recall anything from back in the day Yeah definitely man I I I remember like you know uh and Carlo was uh, sorry uh Carlo left Rafa came you know Benitez uh yeah. bringing back uh Casemiro from his loan at Porto if I'm not mistaken right mm. and mm. yeah that, I I remember that very well and you know we had the brief moment where Gabriel think thought he was a number 10 and what is and what is not so yeah, yeah as I said like it, it was it was a blessing in this guys to be honest you know like uh that uh, the bringing of uh, the return of I would say like yeah the return of Benitez and uh him bringing back also casemiro and trying to reintroduce him to the mm-hmm. team although he wasn't yeah yeah no sorry like did did you see the the uh the lineups obviously i'm pretty sure we would have remember because i was i was 100% sure i i haven't seen that like i've heard the name casemiro but i haven't seen the game he started in like against i think hetafe or something you've seen the the, the tweets right Like his man, I, yeah, I haven't seen the game to be. I can't. I, maybe I have seen the game, but I can't recall I exactly. Remember. You know. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I can't. I can't recall exactly the the the, the game. You know. Anyways, mm-hmm. let's just uh, let's uh, just see through the comments as well. So Moy saying like uh, Pedro confirms that it's seventy-two million euros plus thirteen million euros in add-ons, and Urim here is saying that Casemiro cannot save that dressing room. Yeah, so he was alluding to what we discussed earlier. and then elmas actually oh sorry elmas actually is uh, alluding to your fact that you know casemiro is different gravy if he can speak english i see him appointed captain straight away he's very valuable to the team yeah, it yeah. is that manu has been missing for i years. have actually heard that he was he was kind of taking english classes way back in 2017 so he hmm, has been I see. Kind of, you know, but i mean the, the point is when when you check the united team you know like he's going to be playing you know the likes of uh, in midfield he will play with fred he can speak uh, french language again and mm-hmm. you know right ahead of that is bruno fernandes and bruno fernandes speaks portuguese casemiro speaks portuguese ahead of him is cristiano you get and when yeah. you go when you look in defense as well like you have uh, what's he called diego dalo portuguese you have uh, david de gea spanish you have also ivra favaran plays he also speaks uh, french and spanish as well so like is someone he knows even if martinez plays as well uh, i think martinez also might be able to speak a bit of portuguese as well so i think the problem might just be with the english lads other than that i think like casemiro should be able you know to effectively communicate throughout the team to be honest like imagine imagine maguire showing up to training and seeing casemiro and this guy has won five champions league you know like played in multiple finals you know bossed so many finals scored in finals you know like so but actually you know so the thing is is that if the reports are to be believed you know these guys think that they're better than everyone that's the thing like right because like there was i don't know if you could recall but like there was uh, something that that huh big stevie's here my man big stevie's here man. yeah yeah he's talking casemiro and mctominay so now we have <laughs> macas i guess 
<laughs> big up, big up, big Steve. He yeah. they are having an absolute carnival, you know, especially with Holland and you know all all the lot. So yeah, man, those guys have those guys have won the league even before the league started. Man, I mean, two draws for for for, for Liverpool. Man, no Wouldn't one can catch those guys. You know? Would like to see Liverpool in the mud more, you know. Uh, more than anybody, so big up, big up, big up the blue, big up the blue. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, that's the thing, man. Like, uh huh. Macmiro, he says. Macmiro, he says. Speaks to you. I say, yeah. So now we have Macfred, so Casemiro, and then McTominay becomes Macmiro. But then I actually, I I feel like the midfield is gonna be more of a Fred and Casemiro kind of thing. I think, in my opinion, mm. or rather, uh, uh, you know. Uh, Casemiro and uh, Ericsson, if that's what they're going to go with the double pivot. I don't know what uh, eventually this guy's going to play. Does Ericsson have the legs? <laughs> I'm going to bring it. <laughs> <laughs> He's really technical, but I don't think he can defend that anymore. I'll so that's the that. thing, like, you know, actually, you know, the thing with the double pivot now becomes is like you have one holder. And you yeah. have someone you like you release someone to play like that's you give the license to one player. But I think he's gonna go with a four-three-three, I guess, maybe. You know, mm. with just Casimir just holding everything and you know, with Ericsson and Bruno Fernandez doing what they have to do, I guess. I'm not sure. Well, um uh, if, if if Steve is still listening, I hope this is all just noise to you. And you know, you never get intimidated like you got intimidated last season with Ronaldo, you know. So this this is nothing. You know, City has, I think, arguably after Casemiro or with Casemiro, the best one of the best stadiums in the world, right? In Rodri, so exactly. those guys are set. Those guys are set. Um, we should slowly maybe get into Chuamani. I know, but it's it's kind of we we can save that for the latter part of the um, episode. But yeah, like going going back on Casemiro, he was signed for six million. Yeah. In, in, in the modern market, you know, six million. Like there, there have been championship players who have been, you know, bought and sold for like five million, you know, three million, you know. So put that into perspective: six million for Casemiro in 2013. You know, I mean, like, how good can it be? To be honest, like you know, you just have to uh, see how much we spent, you know, to get Odin Tramey this summer, right? Mm. I mean, so just yeah. you have to put that into perspective, right? You know, I mean, that shows you like everything you need to know, man. Like that was one hell of a purchase, man. That mm. was one hell. I mean, the point is, you're talking about the time where you know United were spending hundred million on Pogba, right? Yeah. You know, this this is the same time as well. Exactly. You know, so this is the time as well. You know, like where uh, even the likes of the cities and what is the what is not, you know. We're spending ton, tens of millions of pounds on midfielders, you know. That okay, although like we can't, you know, say anything about City's midfielders because everyone has performed to the expected level, you know. Mm. But like that's you can get. I'm I'm just trying to give a context here because like you know, City have 50 million pounds fullbacks. Like Marco Correa moved to Chelsea for 62 million pounds. You know, so like just putting those yeah. numbers into perspective, like that's wow. I mean, People okay, you know that, you know that that that. People would argue that it's post Neymar, you know. Nowadays, huh? Okay, we have we have a for our first guest. Faisal, okay. welcome, welcome. What's his name? Faisal. Faisal. I think it's Faisal. Yeah, I think it's Faisal Fauzan. It's Faisal. Faisal Fauzan. Yeah. yeah, I think he's still connecting. Yeah, let's just hold on a bit. Yeah, he's connecting. Hello. Ah, hello, Faisal Fauzan. I hope the name is correct. Faisal, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, 
Have you guys heard about the old news that Nottingham Forest, outside of Real Madrid or Barcelona, they uh, they outspend all the La Liga clubs? That's crazy as hell. Yeah, exactly. Like I mean, not Nottingham. Yeah, Forest, that they. they are- Because uh, I saw this morning they spent around 142 million pounds so far. 134 million or something. Actually, I saw this morning right. it was around 142, and they actually bought Gibbs from Wolves for 42 million pounds. Is it Morgan Gibbs' wife? Exactly, Morgan Gibbs. Yeah, yeah, Gibbs' wife. I mean, um, yeah, Sunedi, he might be good, but Nottingham Forest just got promoted to the Premier League for the first time in how know, many decades, man? Big. Gonna spend big to survive. I, I I'm see. no, so you see. Bro, look at Man United. They're going to try to spend Anthony 80 million plus 20. Yeah, or 12 goals last year. Mm. Wow. I mean, I mean, just to go back to Faisal's point. I mean, the point is that if these guys are outspending the whole of La Liga, this is a team that's just come back. Except for Barca and Real Madrid, they spend more than everyone. I mean, wow. I mean, I don't find it as a sustainable way of, you know. I know, but that's a gamble. Like in in this market, you got to gamble. Like yeah, it's super gambling. Only the established guys. It's nice to meet you for the first time. Oh wait, wait. Yeah. before you go, Faisal, one 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 small question before you go. Sorry about that. Uh, do you yeah. think Chuameni can fit right in this season? Yeah, of course. I believe in uh, Ancelotti and uh, Perez plan. Mm. Okay. Good luck, okay. boys. All right. Thank you very much, Faisal. Nice, nice to have you on. Yeah, that was Faisal. You know, he predicted. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He kept it brisk, so you know, it was it was kind of neat, kind of neat. Um, yeah. So you see, people actually believe. Is, is there someone else coming in? Yeah, I think we might know this person. Who is this? Hello. Oh. Who are you, please? <laughs> Who is this guy, man? Get this guy out. Yeah, yeah. Know. Who am I? I don't know. Man. <laughs> I mean, the the person kind of sounds familiar, man. I don't know. It's the uh, the the username seems something like we know something we don't know. Welcome, Mo. Where thank thank you for joining us. It's it's a honor to have you know, as they say, Absolutely the legend wrong. of the oh legend of God, Red. Okay. Yeah. Oh my God, this guy is on. He had exactly, man. He had so much, so many commitments. Couple hours ago, bro, man, it's, I it's, it's just to you know, if 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 you look, if you come to my room and look around, everything I've, I've been so busy, but you know, the, the news is so big. Uh, I had to come on. Bravo, bravo, hermano! I can understand your emotion. Get at it, get at it, get at it. Take us through the emotions more. What are you feeling? Uh, I don't really know what to say. I'm just at a loss for words. You know, the, the first time I heard that Casemiro might leave Real Madrid, I think it was uh, in Marca, and I think Jose Felix Diaz. You know, this guy we are always clowning him, but then he comes out, breaks the news, and I was like, yeah, this guy is clowning. You know, no way this is true. But now, like two days later, Casemiro has gone to Manchester United. I don't really know what to say. I'm I'm at a complete loss for words. You know, because uh, this guy when he came for Castilla, we were pretty excited about him. Uh, Casemiro, you know, we, we didn't really have this uh, tactical, physical, defensive mid that we needed so badly. Yeah. And we had been chasing him since we let like, go of Macaulay. I think Xabi Alonso did a really great job, I think. Uh, but, you know, we needed somebody. But he wasn't the pure PDM in essence, right? Okay. Xabi Alonso? Yeah. 
I mean, he was a pretty damn good CDM, right? He he was pretty he good was, at build. He was pretty good, damn good, but he wasn't exactly a Casemiro type. Of, yeah, yeah, he uh, wasn't destroyer. a destroyer. He, he, he was he, more he like, let's say, him. yeah, he was more like the guy you were praising so much right now in Rodri. But for yeah, me personally, yeah. right now, I think Casemiro is the best defensive midfielder in the world. So, yeah, I, I guess uh, you know, given the fact that we're letting him leave at the age of thirty, like sort of disappointed because I thought at least. You got to spend at least one more year at Real Madrid, but you know you take what what comes with Real Madrid. You know that's the life of being a Real Madrid fan. And I guess something that uh, our guest said kind of resonated resonated with me because Nottingham Forest has spent a lot of money, and they're a team that has come up right from the championship. So it just goes to show the might of you know Premier League and the financial aspect of it, and you know mm. kind of proves why Florentino is after the Super League so badly. You know because Real Madrid. They need to keep up with these uh, petrol states and everything. So I guess mm. it's it's kind of a you know symptom of it because Real Madrid losing one of their best players is something that doesn't happen often. I I, I feel like you know the see I I said I uh, like I I try to share the sentiment as much as possible because it is very concerning the financial power that these guys have. But I've always shied away from discussing it because you know our club man. Our club has this, this, you know, this hidden ability to show them when it matters. Basically, you know, whenever we have faced the oil clubs, we have given our fair share of, you know, a turn up and you know, send them packing more often than not. So we do it on the pitch, and I hope this, this, you know, this, this will continue. Um, I think it's not about just showing up on the pitch, right? The fact is, like, uh, as much as we don't like to admit it, money influences the game. Uh, Chelsea, Chelsea. When they got money, they've improved so much from then. You know, uh, mm. beat the PSG and even Manchester City. So yeah. I guess the, the thing is like we don't really know what happens. Maybe it doesn't affect us in the next ten years, but you know we don't know what happens like fifteen years down the line. Maybe remember. Well, tell me, tell me. Six million in twenty thirteen. Did you expect Casemiro to blossom into this five-time Champions League winner? Okay, the thing here is like Casemiro was pretty promising when he when he was coming through Sao Paulo, but the problem was like he had some attitude issues. So Real Madrid signing him for Castilla was like literally taking a risk. But uh, more, you know, once again, yeah. you have to thank Jose Mourinho, right? Uh, this guy identified uh, Casemiro as a, as a damn good player. He recommended Real Madrid sign him. Mm-hmm. I think uh, thirteen, fourteen, he could have probably contributed more. But the, well, the one game that really stands out for Casemiro is the one against Dortmund. I don't know if you remember that one, but. In the return leg, uh, I, I guess Dortmund, like, we, we have won 3-0, but in the return leg, we were really struggling, especially in defense. And then the, uh, Ancelotti brings on Casemiro, and this is the this is the moment that I think the legend of Casemiro for Real Madrid is born, because he completely shuts down Dortmund and, you know, ensures the fact that we go on to semifinal. Was it in 13-14? Yeah, it was in 13-14. Oh, 13, 14. I mean, 12-13. 13-14, 13-14. The Decima. La Decima. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah, again, so... Borussia Dortmund in the away leg. Right, the uh, the quarterfinals, you mean? Uh-huh. Okay. Perfect. We we, no, we no, actually no. won three zero at home, so I guess it was like uh, Real Madrid are going to be comfortable. But you know, <laughs> we go to, to we go to Dortmund and uh, we kind of yeah. started like conceded two goals and we were like pretty lost on defense. Still, um, mm-hmm. he brings on you know Ancelotti brings on Casemiro, and I guess that was that was the game that sort of started marking the end of the failed experiment that was bringing Iaramendi to Real Madrid. Mm. Yeah, Iaramendi, Iaramendi. That 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 name rings a bell for sure, <laughs> but um, yeah, I I just those things are completely you know out of my memory. You know, this seems like a lifetime ago. The Borussia Dortmund quarterfinal, you know, 
um, in the decibel scene. Yeah, I guess Real Madrid were pretty confident, you know, especially going to uh, you know the Dortmund Stadium. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't want to call out the sponsor's name, but you know, the thing is like uh, Casemiro comes on, and we're like all you know, we, we're wondering who this guy is, like how he plays. All right, we we knew some things about him, but you know, he hasn't played much throughout the season. But then he comes through. He plays in this uh, you know Champions League quarterfinal. It's a high intensity game. He puts out a world class performance. It just goes to show how you know how how good mentally Casemiro is. And I guess that's mm-hmm. the aspect of Casemiro that we probably have the big toughest time replacing, you know, that leadership, the mentality. Once, once Shabi, once Shabi left, you know, I think, uh, I think the 2015 season, right, the 14-15 season, when when Shabi Alonso was was let go uh, to Bayern, um, that that was the perfect opportunity. But I think the loan helped him a lot, right, at Porto. Definitely. Um, Definitely. He, even though we had a gaping hole in CDM, like it was, it was very damaging. I remember, you know, like us not having that presence that uh, Chabi used to uh, emanate. Um, it was missing, but the the Porto alone completely transformed him. He he started, I think, uh, forty games or something uh, in in that season, if I'm not wrong, and he was instrumental, especially in the Champions League for Porto. Um, if I'm, not wrong, he even few, if I'm not wrong, like he even scored a few uh, free kicks for Porto. Exactly, yeah, some has, free kicks, yeah. Yeah, yeah he, he has had this long shot. But going back to the fact that I, I think uh, that season, you know, it was it was sort of poor planning. Because, uh, I wouldn't say poor planning. There was like an unexpected turn of events because Casemiro uh, got loaned out. Because uh, I don't know, you know, at the start of last season, I think we discussed this or we may not have, uh, probably in the subreddit. Uh, the thing was like uh, Casemiro isn't pretty good on the ball, and Ancelotti, you know, he he likes yeah. him with a defensive mate who's good on the ball. So I guess Ancelotti didn't really uh, rate him that much. I guess that was the reason yeah. for his departure to Porto. But the fact is, like Real Madrid did not expect Xabi Alonso to leave because I think it was only yeah. recently that he had renewed contract, and then this opportunity comes up at Bayern because Javi Martinez got injured. So he he says, I want to go play for Pep because you know Pep Guardiola is one of the best coaches in Spain. And mm. he wanted to learn some managerial acumen from him. So he goes and Real Madrid, you know, Real Madrid being Real Madrid, they don't really hold players when they want to leave. So I guess Xabi Alonso leaves and that sort of let us, you know, left us without a midfield player. Mm. But it was, I, I've heard, like, I don't know how, how uh, accurate this is, but like since, I, I don't know, even to this day, you know, like Zidane, when he came back, I've heard that he wanted total control of how, uh, the team is gonna be, but I don't. I'm not sure because I've read that Benitez actually was the one who uh, wanted Casemiro back and to yeah. be given a new contract. And, definitely, uh, definitely, it was that it was Benitez who brought him back for sure. Because Benitez I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people tend to avoid giving credit to Rafa Benitez, but the fact is like mm-hmm. Rafa Benitez was instrumental in getting Casemiro back, and he was also instrumental in the fact that Matteo Kovacic came to Real Madrid because I think it was his recommendation that the club signed Kovacic. But then the thing is, like uh, Benitez, uh, he started to play uh, Casemiro, but uh, there was pressure because he wasn't playing James, he wasn't playing Isco. So those were the two players like the board had signed. So, you know, they were like, these are two attacking players, you have to play them. And Casemiro is like, you know, he's not a very flair player, right? He's not really. No, he used to be paired up with Cruz, right? So, sorry? He used to be paired up with Cruz as a pivot, right? Under Benitez? Uh, yeah, probably because I I don't exactly remember the exact positions. I remember. Yeah, but I I remember Bale was like given a more central role on the Benitez, so probably mm. uh, yeah, I'm sure that's right. But the thing is, like 
uh, Benitez wanted to bring Casim, give Casemiro a more uh, prominent role, but it was pressure from the management. It was only when Zidane comes in, he loses to Atleti, and you know, back to back, Atleti Atleti and, then, and then he decides, you know, I'm not going to tolerate this any longer. He just sends. This is, this is the stat that I have for you, especially since you mentioned Zidane, uh, how Casemiro's basically career changed, uh, you know, with the introduction of Zidane. So under Benitez, put this into perspective here. Yeah. Under Benitez. Uh, he started 18, he, no, he didn't start, but he basically played in 18 of the 25 game under Benitez, okay? And he gets mysteriously dropped for the El Clasico. I remember how agitated I was back then. Yeah, that was pressure from the management. That was pressure from the management. It comes, I'm pretty sure, there. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure, like, it was, it was, bla- it was a blatant fact that there was pressure from higher, uh, the, from the higher-ups. Um, but he still went with it, and, you know, obviously it cost his job. But Zidane, uh, Coming in, like this is a stat here. Yeah? Like he played just one substitute appearance, like for twenty minutes in like eight matches under under Zidane's you know initial like the first season. In his first eight matches, he played just twenty minutes. Put that into perspective, like how how much down the peck in order maybe or he was or like you know, Zidane was still trying to implement his his style on the team. That could have been the end of Casemiro. You never know, right? That could have been uh, like little crossroads for both the player and the club. But the way he turned around, turned it around, like how crucial he was, especially that season. I remember how worried I was going into Wolfsburg, you know, them having a 2-0 lead, um, then we managing to overturn it. The City tie, you know, I, I think, was it Pep's first season or second season? Oh, was it Pellegrini? Okay, okay. Yeah. My bad, my bad. So yeah, that's that's way back. The one zero, right? Yeah, the one zero, one zero. Yeah. Uh, he started. He started like uh, the the away leg at Etihad. So he had already started gaining trust. He didn't start the second leg. And yeah, then I think after it was after the Atleti game that Zidane you know, sort of like changed his tactics because. Uh, mm. I, I remember we lost, and I, it was around that time Zidane realized, you know, that the thing with Hamid and Isco wasn't working. So I guess he 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 kind of stumbled upon, uh, you know, his, uh, Cruz Casemiro and Modric, the mm. Bermuda Triangle, as Carlo Ancelotti. was very unbalanced, right? Like those guys couldn't defend. Like it was it was proper imbalance, uh, um, you know, that midfield. So yeah that's true yeah like kudos to kudos to Casemiro he was always a fighter right like he was always a fighter that's one thing that nobody can take away from Casemiro like he he wouldn't be the most uh talented you know player on the pitch but this guy seldom lost a duel you know uh Farouk just 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 remind us of those master classes against Messi you know against okay before 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 I get to that let's just you know uh give a shout out to not shut down so he's here. He says, "Why am I always late?" Yeah, he was here it's... yesterday as well. Exactly, he was here yesterday as well. So shout out to him. And also, Elamas is saying you could see the energy he came with at such a young age. Just his aura alone demanded respect from his senior teammates. Incredible warrior of a player. I guess that's just you know to the fact that Mo was alluding to the other. He came at a very you know the game against Dortmund and what is and what is not. So like uh, at a very young age, like we had a lot of uh, hype as well. But I mean. To answer one of the questions you asked more earlier, I mean, like, the point is, I think even Casemiro himself couldn't have written a better script for his, uh, you know, his career at Real Madrid, like, what, what a warrior he's been. Anyways, moving on, so Urim James is saying, 
tried calling him, but having Zoom issues. So I'm not sure I think about this exit in the same context as Madrid losing their best players, primarily because we're losing a 30-year-old in the summer, where we've signed a replacement for close to 800 million, a replacement that United and Liverpool also tried for. Furthermore, yeah. he says, we beat United to Kamavinga as well because the player wanted to join Madrid. So yeah, the Premier League might have stupid money, but that's not an issue per se when it comes to Madrid's success. Well said, well said. I, I, I think while it's a fair point in the short term, in the long term, it's probably not, right? Because the, given the fact, like, there's a stat that uh, that must surprise people. It's like Premier League this year alone stands to make like 7 billion euros in revenue. So, you mm-hmm. know, when, when, when a league is making that much money and you are in La Liga, that's like literally where teams are fighting to stay alive, I guess. Exactly. exactly. You know, the, quality, so, as the quality of league, uh, you know, declines. The, it's, it's trouble for, for, for the teams, you know. In the league, Real Madrid mm. in maybe next five, ten years are going to be fine. But in 15, 20 years, if the situation does not change, we, we could be looking at a different landscape. Yeah, it's all already already creeping in. Nobody used to be worried about Chelsea. Now Chelsea is con- Yeah, con- because, you know, the thing is, like, I never heard that Casemiro had this Premier League dream. And this is the first time I'm actually hearing Casemiro had a Premier League dream where he wanted to play in the Premier League. Let, let me tell you this. Okay? There's something that I read, okay? I Obviously, I read recently because I would never know this. But... He apparently played two big competitions at youth level, you know, at Old Trafford. I, I think it might be a coincidence, but he has been to England a fair few times in his youth career. So, you never know. I mean, uh, you know, there was this uh, comment by uh, Danny Carvajal where he said, like, if ever I have to live in Real Madrid, I might yeah. want to go and check out the Premier League. So, there, there's always comments by players that you can look back to, but with Casemiro, I've never heard him say this. And this is the first mm-hmm. time that I'm actually hearing that Casemiro had a Premier League. I also recently heard that he has been learning English for quite quite a few years. Like I mean, 20... languages all the time. It doesn't really mean anything. <laughs> I don't necessarily imply that he was planning this master mission, you know, for four years. But I'm just telling you, like, might be a thing he would have considered probably where Real Madrid thought he wasn't good enough anymore and then he leaves. Probably not now, maybe when he's like 32 or 33. Yeah, Which... that's, that's, that's pretty pragmatic because in football, you never know what happens. You know, Eden Hazard, when he made the move to Ramadan, he didn't think, you know, his injuries would destroy him so much. So, mm. Okay, we, we, have, we, have, we have a guest. I'm just going to let him in. Billy Jose. So we have another guest, actually, but we're going to finish with this and then let the other one. Okay. Fair. Hello, Billy. Uh, can you hear us? Hey, Billy. Billy Joe. Is he connecting or is he just on mute? No, no, it's connected, but he's... Hey, Billy, you're on mute. Can you unmute yourself? Hello? Huh, okay. Hey, Hello. How's it going? I'm, I'm doing really good. How about you? All good, Billy. All good. Um, yeah, your two cents on Casamero. Hold on, my mom's calling me. I'll be right back. I got to get this done. Fair enough, fair enough. We, you could just let the other guy in since he's yeah, waiting. Yeah, you'll probably let the other person in. Billy can be back, basically. So, Have you guys ever heard of Billy the Goat? <laughs> <laughs> Hello? Hello? Hi. How are you doing? Not going to... Good, man. Good, good, good. It's, so, it's great to have you on. Yes, it's very nice. Yeah, so what's what's your take on the hot situation, man? Casemiro leaving for United. 
I don't know, man. Uh, it's very controversial. Yeah. I mean, personally, I like Manchester United. They're actually my favorite team. Ah, okay, okay, I see. So I you're see. a United fan. Are you a United fan, these nuts? Yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, we have a red devil in the house. Right, so I'm going to ask you one question. Do you have optimism now since Casemiro is, is coming to your club? Manchester United was great before they added him. <laughs> He's a troll. He's a troll. Affirmative, you know, certified. Certified troll. Okay, they were good, eh? Okay. Good to finish sixth? Or was it seventh last season? No answer. So I guess that proves my point, you know. United is still shit. <laughs> He's gone. He's gone. He's gone. Okay, well, let's, well. let's get Billy back if we can get him. Well, these nuts, a pleasure. <laughs> yeah, Billy, we're waiting to hear from you. Yeah, hello. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. So what's your what's your favorite team? Obviously, Real Madrid, right? This is a Real Madrid channel, Billy. I'm, I'm sure you have seen the sign. <laughs> you, you should have seen the sign while you walked in, Billy. Or you didn't. When I walked in? Walked in where? Get this guy off. Get this guy off. Photo. Get this guy off. Get no, him off. No, no, no. I'm actually trying off. to learn. I'm trying to learn. Get him off. That's it. That's it. We don't have time to waste here. So, yeah. Moving. Okay. Moving let's back let's let's just let's just uh, quickly read some of the comments we have. So, Elamas here is saying like, uh, Zidane told uh, he's coaching Casemiro here. Zidane told me once you start playing, mm-hmm. you will never stop playing. So actually, I do I do remember something like this once upon a time as well. So uh, mm. we're going to not shut down, not shut down. So he's asking actually a question. Like he's saying, maybe we can just direct you to more. What are your thoughts on Bruno Gumaresh? And then Urim is, uh, sorry, yeah. And not shut down also is also saying, I think we shouldn't get him. If we will get someone, it should be Marcelo Brozovic. And he's, Brozo, he's yeah. Like. So he's also, uh, I Traman is still the future. So like, I mean, he's just trying to say like, Brozo can be there and, you know, uh, Traman can learn off of him, something like this. Uh, yeah, also not sure Dom is asking, how do I be a guest? Okay, uh, you can just check in the description of the video. There's a link to Zoom and a passcode, so you can just join from Zoom and yeah, we can just uh, have you on for a couple of minutes as well to just uh, share your view. So yeah, well, what do you think of Bruno Gomeresh? Do you think he's someone you yeah, might... Yeah, I think I'll he's probably... 24 years old, by the way. I'll pro- probably leave Marcelo Brozovic to Sled because he's the one who watches Serie A, but about uh, Bruno Gimarash, I think the thing is like uh, there's a com- there's a AI company in Spain called Olosep. It's it's uh, headed oh, yeah. by I think uh, Esteban Granero, and they said that he's probably the Granero. Player- yeah. Okay. Yeah. He, he's they they said that he's the player that comes closest to Casemiro in terms of you know they they ran their AI thing and you know they they took they compared their stats and everything and so he could probably bring what <laughs> a Casemiro brought to Real Madrid, but you know maybe probably a bit more offensive and. <laughs> Fair point. Nice. Well, to to be honest, though, no, like no, I have I have seen I've seen a bit of Gumerish last year. Yeah. I think he's actually I actually find it weird that they say that he's the closest player to Casemiro because like this is a very, very like technically that, gifted player, bro. Like to be honest, I think no, I mean, they, is they, really they, gifted. They, they ran the stats, they crunched the numbers, and they probably think that. 
that is the same company that said uh, the perfect replacement for Danny Carvajal with Reece James. Uh, and oh, while yeah. I get your point, you know, I get where you're coming from. The fact that uh, Bruno Guimaraes is probably, you know, more gifted <laughs> on the ball compared to Casemiro. But defensively right. as well, like, uh, he, he does have the talent, you know, to break Definitely, definitely, definitely. That's the thing, like, I was going to say, like, he's actually very good defensively as well. Uh, actually, I think he's someone to, because I actually saw just a couple of games of him. I haven't, so, like, I don't have a lot of, you know, sample to make, you know, uh, a definite statement, but I, you know, I would say, like, to be honest, I feel like he's someone that can be good, to be honest. But yeah. uh, he's 24, so that's the thing. Like, it's just about if you get Gumaresh, it means you're giving up on Tremaine or something like that. So it's, I don't know. I feel like it's just personally, uh, I don't think Ramirez are seriously going to go for Gumaresh because, you know, Newcastle would want a, a, like a truckload of money to even get rid of him. I mean, uh, New, Newcastle is a team that's like flush with cash right now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. And they bought him for 40 or their 40 plus mil. I mean, that's that's one of the things, right? Like, so I think that's what uh, Faisal was actually trying to allude to earlier because the point is that Newcastle got Gumaresh, I think, when they were 17th in the league. And he was coming from mm-hmm. Lyon, you know? Yeah. He yeah. was joining from Lyon. So, like, this is most likely a chance of playing championship to go and fight relegation in England, you know? Obviously, like, we know, like, the dollar signs also is included in that situation. But, I mean, that pool, you know, that financial might that exists, you know? I feel like eventually. But do you rate him though? Like I don't rate him as high. I, That's I, what I told you, man. Like I, I have, I hadn't seen him like before he came to England. But after seeing him a couple of games in England, I understand what the hype is all about. To be honest, like he's someone that you know. He's thank you on the ball. He's good. He's good. I've seen. He's him, also but... he he he's good defensively, man. To be honest, he's also good defensively. To be honest, so uh, I wouldn't. Uh, him pick that him. I can't yeah. recommend. Yeah. yeah. I, I think so... Bruno Guimaraes probably left Leon because he got tired of playing under Peter Bosch. <laughs> Maybe Peter Bosch has a reputation for you know just killing people. I, mean, I, I mean, I mean, playing for Peter Peter Bosch and then going to Newcastle seventeenth in the league. I mean, I don't know, man. I, Eddie actually, Howe, Eddie Howe is kind of well respected. I mean, after, I, 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 after I Eddie Howe, Howe took over Newcastle, especially after the winter window, I think Newcastle were like one of the best teams in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah actually, I, I saw like they, I think they, they they were like the fourth highest getting points or something like that. Well, it's not about underachieving, man. They literally bought a whole new 11, man. So that's the thing. Like, they, they didn't really buy new... a whole new 11. Come on. They bought a center back. They bought a right back. They bought a left back. They bought a defensive midfielder. They bought a striker. Then what else do you want them to Like, buy? how many of them were like, regularly playing? All of them. It was Cash. It was injured. It was Cash. It was Trippier. It was not a new guy. Cash has Aston Villa. So that's it. Like, they got him from Aston Villa last year at the January transfer window. No, they got Matt Yes. Oh, sorry, they got Target. Yeah, they got Target from Vida. I forgot. I know they got a fullback from Vida. So they got yeah. Target. They got uh, Gumaresh. But, you got, know, these uh, guys kept getting injured as well. It wasn't like, you know, they were playing every game. So my, I'm just saying to you, like, when you get all these new players into that, so, like, even that okay, changes. Okay, okay. That this is not a Newcastle there. podcast. Let, let's just refrain from that. <laughs> I, I was going to actually you know, put up this top sign, but <laughs> I fairly uh, understand the, you know, the points that Farouk was trying to get in. But uh, Bruno Gumares, okay, it's hard to pronounce his name. Uh, he he seems to be good, but you never know. Like I can I can actually maybe debate that with you know like once he gets to Real Madrid and he gets better coaching and you know more pressure, you know you he, you may see him uh, become a better player. You never know. That's that's always in the script. Um, but the other target, Marcelo Brozovic. Is someone that's fairly experienced, unlike Bruno. You know, uh, yeah. basically, um, he has played for a 
a team much bigger than Lyon, all respected Lyon. Um, and he has been in the latter stages of the Champions League, not the Champions League, but Europe, uh, in essence, Champions League has been kind of uh, rough for Inter. But uh, especially in the Serie A, he's not, he's not someone that is, uh, that is, uh, um, you know, like not disregarded. Like basically in, in, in Italy, they rate him like as a, one of maybe the top five or top three midfielders in, in the league because uh, he's someone who can defend and attack and basically uh, also dictate the tempo. Um, he, he's very underrated, but I, I'm, not, I'm not sure about his age. I'm, I'm not sure if he's um, like over 32 or 31 or is he under like um, if, if he was under I'm I would I would be very happy with it but since if he's like above 30 like I wouldn't fancy uh, him especially with sure many waiting in the uh, waiting in the wings uh, you know to break through um, he's gonna so, be 30 in November it's gonna be 30 in November yeah too late too late. It's uh, it should it should have been should have been maybe a couple or more years ago. Alaba is a freak, you know. People would maybe argue Alaba came in at like twenty nine thirty, but Alaba is different, different gravy. Yeah. So, um, a few a few more things with uh, Casamiro since he was uh, Hoke was mentioning this. Okay, I I was reading stuff on Casamiro uh, the other day. And I read that he uses this software called Vicecult, okay, to study opposition and anticipate movements and stuff like that. And, you know, like, so, which made me realize people don't give him enough credit maybe for his positioning because he's someone, like I've read, he's someone that from being called as Casa, I wrote it down because it's hard for me to remember Portuguese stuff, Casa Mara, right? He, he went from being called Casamara uh, among the Brazil camp, the national team camp, to being called Casamito, a myth. He is indeed a myth. You rarely notice him when he's on the pitch because he makes stuff look invisible at times, you know. He steps out danger before it even, you know, like starts. So this guy has been underrated for all this while. Look at the outpour of, of, of emotion over the past 24 to 48 hours, you know, like everybody's on panic. We shouldn't be panicking. We are coming off of a 14th European trophy. You know, we shouldn't yep. be in, in this, this, uh, in this, uh, this dilemma about our midfield, you know, but it goes to show how, how instrumental he has been, you know, in, in the three-peat in 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 uh, in the, uh, the in the Champions League, we won like a couple of months ago. This guy is underrated and will remain underrated. Like I want to ask both of you, right? Like, is it due solely due to the position he plays, or is it just because it's Casemiro? What do you why do you think people underrate him or overlook? Like he doesn't get the media or you know attention from even us. Uh, to be frank. So I think that's the thing, right? Like, you know, the players who do the dirty work, right, really gets the recognition. Like, it doesn't matter, like, any kind of, you know, profession you go into, like, in any industry. Like, the people who do the cleaning, the dirt, like, you know, because that's it. Like, Casemiro is a destroyer, as we talked about earlier, like, right? So that's the thing. Like, people just, you know, like, I mean, who's going to buy a newspaper that says, oh, we had 10 tackles and 11 recoveries in the game? No one cares. People care about, oh, wow, what an assist from Luka Modric. Holy God, that was a fantastic finish from... Karim Benzema, like, that's what sell, you know, 
So and mm. eventually it's you know it's it's a business eventually even the journalism as well and the reporting and what is and what is not. So I feel that's the thing like it's 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 not just about you know Casimiro as well. It's about the fact that you know this is what happened because it's not just not Casimiro. You know like you can go to Sergio B at Barcelona. You can go to even to uh, even to Xavi Alonso himself. You know like I mean which is one of the uh, uh, the most rated you know uh, CDMs of all time as well. Like even he was you can you can say to some to a certain extent underrated. You know you can even go to uh, in these days as well like even Rodri for City, Fabinho for Liverpool. You know. These are players that who don't get the plaudits at all. But these are players that I would say are the most irreplaceable players, to be honest. Like these are players that you know the build the, the the play entirely depends on their performances. You know, to be honest, like it's 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 just outrageous. And you know, the thing also becomes this. You know, like what just uh, comes to my mind is the ability of Casemiro to evade getting sent off. You know, like the ability of Casemiro to evade the cards and what. I mean. Wow, because you know, I have this image in my head. Like, uh, he, he I don't know what... just two times, two times. Like, yeah? I, I was gonna come to that actually. I have this image in my head. Oh, I can't remember what year, what year it was, but at the camp, no, he was sent off for a red card. I think it was in the 95th or 89. I'm not sure, like, it was at the ending of the game and he was sent off, right? And he just turned and he was smiling and working off the pitch, like, okay, yeah, we've done oh, what we need to do today. 16, 17, right? I can't recall what year it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, you know, the famous thing exactly. But like, we've done what we need to do today. So, man, let's just, you know, let's let's take a break and go, man. I mean, wow, man. I, I mean, mean, I remember once upon a time in a game, Casimir actually tried to tackle the referee. <laughs> Nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> He's so ruthless, you know. He, he, he yeah, 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 Casemiro yeah. Casimir was ruthless. But going back to your point, um, you mentioned Farouk that, you know, he, he's not exactly someone who would sell papers, right? But, 30, 30, was it 31 goals? 31 goals and 29 assists. Is that bad? Is that a bad number for a CDM? He certainly had a knack for goals, right? Like the, the volley against Juventus, you know, the, the chip against Sevilla, the, the final, uh, the, the goal against Napoli. Exactly. Yeah, I, I was going go to go to Napoli. Napoli, Napoli was, exactly. And actually, oh, again, the, the goal against Napoli also was can... crucial. Can it get any better? And under Napoli, I remember we were under pressure, right? Like it wasn't exactly. An easy thing. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I think the, the point now becomes, you know, it's not about just you know the the, the, the total numbers and what is it. What's it's because you have to consider the fact that you know who's like who is this guy playing with? You know, the point is mm-hmm. before the plot, it comes to you know Casemiro, it will mm-hmm. go to Luka Modric, it will go to Tony Cross. You get the point, yeah. right? And even before it gets there, it it usually goes to you know Cristiano Ronaldo, Gareth Bale, Karim Benzema, Isco. This kind of players, even Marcelo, Sergio Ramos, you know, these were the players who were hogging the uh, headlines and what is and what is not. I believe mm-hmm. the thing is that if, let's say, for example, I think if he goes to United and performs well, he's going to get much more plaudits because why, like, it's very obvious that United had a problem there for 10 years right now, right? So you're bringing right. a doctor to remedy the solution. So, like, he's going to be like, you know, they'll be like, oh, yeah, the miracle man is here. I think so. I think if he performs well in England, he's going to get much more recognition than he got at Madrid. I think the aspect of uh, the, the important uh, fact that Farouk mentioned is the fact that Casemiro's uh, offensive game wasn't that strong, right? Because even when you compare the fact, uh, compare Xabi Alonso and uh, Sergio Busquets, the thing is like Sergio Busquets it was an integral part of, you know, uh, Xavi, Iniesta and Busquets and they had a big influence on the offensive side of the game. And uh, Xabi Alonso as well, because yeah, I think Xabi Alonso is one of the best passers of the game ball I've ever seen, like play football. Best long passer in the game. Ever. Yeah, so I think Casemiro lacked on that aspect, you know, because even last year he was giving away balls around the box. 
So I guess that that is something that takes credit away from him. But overall, I think uh, amongst Real Madrid fans, especially, I think Casemiro is pretty well rated because you know a lot of people give credit to him for the defensive stability that he brought to this team. Although I think there was some, let's say, not so pleasant comments about him uh, at the start of the season because uh, we have to accept the fact that uh, statistically, I think uh, Casemiro's performances for the last two seasons have been declining because I think uh, compared to the 19-20 season. So mm-hmm. let's see. Let's see how Remedred cope with it. You know, we we got a guy in Chouameni who I think uh, is probably one of the best uh, midfield prospects. So if uh, Casemiro, if we didn't have Chouameni and Casemiro had left, I Chouameni is probably the player I would have wanted to replace Casemiro. So you know, we'll see what happens. It's going to be exciting times for Remedred. Chouameni, how big of a task is this? You know, how how big of a shoe? Is it I mean, it's, it's humongous. He's a five-time Champions League winner, right? So, so the, the, the task cannot be put into context, I think. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know, man. I don't want to get ahead of myself. I think it's impossible to feel that. Like, it's something that's important. I think the, 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 the style, I mean, the style of play has to be altered totally, I think. Uh, and I yeah, don't know, man. Real Madrid without Casemiro cannot play as Real Madrid played with Casemiro. That, 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 that's yeah. obvious. I mean, the style of play has to be altered totally because the, they are not like for like replacements at all. And to be honest, I just feel like it's going to be a baptism of fire for Chouameni. I don't know what's if he can cope or crumble yeah, under I think, the pressure. I think the interesting game will be tomorrow because we don't have Cruz either. So it's going to be Modric, Kamavinga and uh, Chouameni probably on the field alongside Valverde. So I guess that's going to be interesting. Yeah. It's going to be peak. Tomorrow, Santa Vigo is not, <clears throat> not an easy place to go. But yeah, uh, just, just going back to a couple of stuff about Casemiro again. Um, this, this, this is something I read. Okay, like I'm not sure. I haven't double checked this. But does he actually have more goals than Luka Modric and Tony Cruz? I wouldn't be surprised if he did. Oh my God! See, because he, he was he was a, he was at a danger on corners, right? Luka yeah, Modric yeah. and Cruz are that, and you know Luka Modric and Cruz don't often get into goal scoring positions. Whereas I think uh, even then, you, you got to give them credit. You know, he, he well, was no scoring goals. I mean, yeah, definitely, because especially I think it was the twenty twenty one season where I probably he was one of our top scorers after Ramos and Benzema, if I'm yeah. not wrong. Yeah. So I, I guess uh, Benzema, like Zidane, played him like higher up, and you know he had the ability to score important goals with headers and you know long shots. So. I guess yeah, it's nothing to be surprised about. Even the even, even the defensive stats, you know, like in in his in his peak, he was run runaway leader for interceptions, you know, like uh, exactly recoveries, tackles. This yeah, 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 it, what, yeah exactly. Yeah, most yeah. of the important stuff. He was he was far and far and well ahead of all the you know all the competition. So this guy was actually good. I mean, uh, Casemiro's positioning has always been his strongest suit, right? So Definitely. He, yeah, that that's the thing that I. I think uh, Ramadre do have the most problem replacing because I'm not sure about how Chouameni and like, I'm sure how Chouameni does. I know Kamavinga, he's not really good at defending half spaces. But I want well, to one important question, okay? Today's episode wouldn't be complete without this, okay? Hear me out, people. Since Hoke has watched for far long than we have, uh, Farouk and me, you know, uh, I want to ask you, I'm, I'm sure you haven't seen Makalele, but at least from what you have known over the years, right, Hoke, do you think um, Casemiro has outgrown Makalele's legacy at, at Real Madrid? I think uh, ca- uh, while Makalele's legacy on the game is like unmatched, uh, yeah. Casemiro's legacy at Real Madrid is bigger. 
merely given the fact that he was part of the Cruz Casemiro Modric, you know, midfield. This midfield is probably one of the best midfields that Real Madrid has ever had. This like this is this midfield is the best midfield I've seen play for Real Madrid. Individually, they might not be the best players, but yeah. you know, I think together they're they're like the best. Them. Yeah, although I think Luka Modric has a good shot of being the best midfielder to have played for Real Madrid. Mm. Like you know, best legacy at Real Madrid. Mm. As a collective, they were unstoppable. You know, the amount yeah. of trophies, the amount of finals they bossed, like it's uh, stuff of dreams. You know, like like. In my opinion, they wouldn't be properly appreciated un- until a few years down the line, and and we can basically reflect on you know um, how much uh, stability. I mean, what more can we do to appreciate them? It's like you know, mm. we already regard them as the greatest midfield trial, Real Madrid, you know, modern Real Madrid, especially since the turn of the millennium. So but I, I I'm that, that's sure why even harder a few years down the line. You know, because we know in football things change. You know, like every season, every month. Essentially. I mean, so. but this is remember, there's always going to be somebody who comes in to break the older records. You know, not everybody's like Mbappe crying about the fact that you know how it doesn't matter if you win with Real Madrid. But the thing is, like some players, you know, they know that that there's a challenge of doing better than what came before them. So, mm, that's that's a very interesting point. You know, because. Um, at Real Madrid, like that's that's why it is one of the toughest places to play, you know, in 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 in, in the whole world because you know there are predecessors who are you know like maybe when, when you start out especially maybe two or three or four times or ten times better than you. Um, so yeah, that 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 adds to the motivation, and and I think that's what helps people settle in so quickly, uh, you know, especially the really. Big ones, you know, um, in our team. Very good point. Okay, very good point. Um, what do you guys think about the price? You know, it's like seventy million plus fifteen million. I remember yesterday I, I posted in the group chat as well. I think there was going to be seventy plus ten. So, like, how 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 do you guys feel about the price of you know Casemiro? That so actually, we have a comment here about that. Like, Mr. Hassel is saying that seventy plus fifteen million euros for Casemiro, amazing business. He says. Yeah, yeah. I remember mm-hmm. this, uh, Mr. Hassel, right? He was he was in the yeah. subreddit. I think a couple. And he said he would sell Casemiro for 60 million euros. So I guess I'm already overachieved because we're almost getting like 85 million. So. Although like some of the add-ons are based on trophies, so I'm not sure we'll get that money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they got I mean, Casemiro. 70M guaranteed is a very good fee like for a 30-year-old who's going to turn 31. Like even if it's Casemiro, I think 70. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Seventeen million guaranteed is it's, it's a really, really good feature. It, it, it's good, you know, because I used to pull my hair out, you know, thinking Hazard for fucking hundred million when he's you know like twenty nine. What the fuck? Yeah. But Casemiro, in hindsight, now at for seventy, big W. Big, and you also have to give uh, remember the fact that Casemiro for hundred million was pre-pandemic. After pandemic, there has been a correction in the market. Yeah. True. 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 Yeah. Valid point, valid point. But even then, I wouldn't pay 100 million for Hazard any day. You know, well, <laughs> I'll just, uh, you know. I mean, hindsight hindsight is twenty twenty, right? You right. can always <laughs> say in hindsight, oh, I wouldn't pay this much money, but. <laughs> I feel you, I feel you. Um, you probably, when he was, you know, destroying Arsenal, you, you felt that. Come on, man. Come on. Today is a bad day. Today is a bad day. So now it's not the time. Now it's not the time. You know. But uh, okay, look, guys. Actually, we crossed more than one hour, so we should be looking to wrap things up. Yeah. A uh, couple of things before we actually wrap it up. Um, 
I wanted to bring up. Uh, so we have one comment here. Sorry, just okay. uh, uh, it's not shut down. It says, I just protect the fact that Casemiro will leave. Crying emoji. Good luck, legend. KCM will never be forgotten. Facts. Facts. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's still, still hard to, you know, to digest, digest, right? Yeah, I get that. I get that. I, I never thought this coming because uh, I always thought it would be Modric who would be, you know, hanging up, hanging up his boots first and then Cruz and then Casemiro. So this completely kind of, you know, <laughs> reverse uno. From from Casemiro, you know, <laughs> and a blind yeah, one. I didn't expect Casemiro to be the first one to leave. The, the yeah, exactly, right, exactly. Yeah, but Luca Modric has tweeted like, "What a journey!" I guess it has been what a journey. Uh, so Mo, do you have any idea about the structure of the deal? Like, uh, someone in yeah, the chat, I'm not sure. Them says, "What's the structure of the add-ons?" Mister also says, "I don't know," but either way, it's a good deal. I think so, like, it's, we- some of it is like based on performances, and like some of it is based on trophies. So, yeah. like I said, you know, performances based bonus, we can be reasonably, you know, uh, sure that we'll and, get them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the trophies, yeah, probably good back. You know, getting them. Okay, okay. Uh, th- this one I wanted to bring about, yeah, I couldn't find it. Okay, so in, I, I read this, right, online. So in league games, out of the major stats for defensive, uh, in, in defensive areas, in, in the top five leagues last season, uh, Casemiro, Casemiro was better than Chouameni in only clearances per game. In every other stat, Chouameni was better. Although, in a, in a fairly lesser competitive league, which, which is the Liga, um, what do you guys think about it? I think the fact of the matter is like Casemiro, you have to admit the fact that for the past two seasons, Casemiro has been declining and his performances in like regular games weren't that great, but it was like the big games where he really stepped up. So I guess, like I said at the start of the show, like you know, the thing is, uh, Real Madrid are gonna miss uh, Casemiro from a mentality and leadership point more than you know his uh, actual like let's say his because I think Chouameni can maybe Chouameni had a bad first game, but I think with time and with playing time he he will improve and probably he'll mop up some of the deficiencies. But it's a big game performances that are a big question mark for me. So you're you're saying the stat basically is a comparison between. Uh, to many and not be prime Casemiro, right? Yeah, I, I don't think like he, prime Casemiro is not like the, the Casemiro of last season. Although in the finals he was like damn good, and even the Super Cup he was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing is like you have to consider the fact that Chouameni is like a very pretty good player, but then Casemiro Chouameni is also not a, a complete Casemiro like player. He has an own qualities, and I think his own, you know, his own qualities that he would bring to Real Madrid. Right, right. Um, yeah, since since we're kind of wrapping this up, um, you had mentioned to me we would be moving in not for another midfielder, but for any other position. What do you think, Hoken? Okay, this is a rumor, right? This isn't like... Right. Okay, so 100%. can I just add something before you guys go there? So we have a comment actually about this. So like Notre Dame saying like we need a Benzema backup. Myrel would have been a good option. But who would you recommend? So he's asking the panel who they recommend. Or is Hazard a good option? And if we could get Silva from Man City, seeing Bernardo Silva and play Chouameni, Cruz, uh, and Alaba as a mid CDM option. That was a good shout. Good shout. For, uh, but then getting okay. Bernardo Silva from City is almost impossible. I think it's just a dream. I guess. Uh, I don't point. think it's. Be, 
if we want Bernardo Silva, I don't think it's going to be a problem because City like isn't somebody who would hold players back. But the thing mm-hmm. is that like I don't really think there's much interest from Real Madrid in Bernardo right right now. To the mm-hmm. question that uh, uh, I think um, Sunad asked, uh, I think it was Cortic- Mario Cortegano who you know who reported earlier today the fact that Real Madrid have already started making calls to multiple players that they are interested in to see if there's a deal possible. And he said that it is not sure that you wanna. It, it will be a midfielder who comes in. As for mm. the Benzema placement, I've always like liked one player is Amin Guiri of OGC. So I think uh, yeah. that that guy is probably the one I would want as a Benzema backup. But I'm sure the club has better scouting network than me, and so you know they have a better idea. Of who I mean, Guiri will be tough to tough to do. No, I don't think it's happening. No, It'll I think Guiri already has a price tag. It's like he's available for forty million if anybody wants him. And I think Nice is also really? interested. 40 million? Yeah. And Nice is also interested in bringing in uh, Cavani. I read uh, it was north of 60 or 80. You're no, saying no, 40 no, no. million? Yeah? It's 40 million. That, that'll, be, that'll, be good. that'll be good business. And, and I think uh, uh, Nice is, was today exploring the ability to bring in Edmondson Cavani. And they already oh, have two other forwards in Andy Delore and Casper uh, Dolberg. So. Dolberg, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Guri for 40 million. Farouk, you had that, right? Yeah, I heard that, man. I'm not very sure, actually, to be honest. I don't have a lot of information. You, you, you're going to be stingy now. Okay, fine. No, no, no. Like, the point is not about the, it's not about the 40 minutes. It's about, I don't, you know, like, let's not come into another Yovic deal because the Yovic deal was both bad for us and for him, to be honest. So, uh, in, in my honest opinion, nobody can can be as bad as Yovic. It was a mentality thing. Simple as. Yeah. So then I, I, I have to, okay, what guarantees you then that Guri isn't going to be the same thing then? I'll I'll think if given the opportunity, Guri is gonna be better, better than. Him. I mean, the point is the point is like you okay, could see like me, you know let with, me with, with, uh, with Karim Benzema right? for example, like when he came, like you know, like this is someone who is performed at the highest level. You know, he was someone who had you know the Ferdinands and you know the, the Evras, you know, knocking on Sir Alexis door, like we need to buy this kid. Mm. You get the point, right? So like it's someone I can see that okay, say yeah. This is someone that has done it at the high. For example, it's the same with Haaland, right? Although it's different though, no. like Hoke mentioned earlier, it's hard to it, it's it's hard to get that caliber players for related. No, no, I mean that's the thing. Like it, the point is, like Haaland was there, right? So that's the thing. Like there are players like that, you know, who are who are with who are. Benzema, you know, Haaland wasn't happening. You know what to do? Like I, I wanted mean, Haaland wasn't the priority. That's the thing. Like that's the thing. So like, I think know. there are two things to remember here. The first of the first thing is like. Uh, Luka Jovic already had a history of attitude issues because he went to Benfica and he kind of flopped there. And mm. then he went to Frankfurt. He, you know, he revived his career there. And I think uh, when, when he signed for Madrid, all of us already had doubts about his attitude, uh, despite the fact that there was a big contingent of people who wanted uh, Jovic to start over Benzema. Uh, they look stupid right now. From... I wasn't one of them, but yeah. Yeah, so, and the, the second thing is like, although uh, Guiri hasn't, really played at the Champions League level, uh, you have to consider the fact that he's one of the best goal scorers that France have ever had at the under-21 level. Because even today, with France under-21, he's like scoring a goal a game. And he's playing with... I've seen a couple of plays of Gori, you know, like he's super intelligent on the ball, man. Like, Yeah, like, and I think... When people say... Go on, go when on. Benzema came to Real Madrid, Benzema, I think, didn't really have any support. But with Gori coming right now, I think having Benzema already, somebody who's come together with him, like... Who came at Lyon? So probably he's a reference for you know Guiri as well. So mm-hmm. I guess there's going to be a support system with Kamavinga as well. So for me, I think Guiri could be a good signing, but uh, the club probably has you know scouts 
uh, looking after players. So we probably have to trust them and see who they bring in. If they decide to bring anybody in, because that's also mm-hmm. a doubt. If like, do you do you consider it? Um, do you consider it a letdown and and at that a big letdown if we don't bring in someone before the window closes? Honestly, no. Okay. Yeah, because, like, yeah, I don't think so. So, <laughs> because yeah. it would be a letdown if you were, we were expecting somebody to come in. I'm not really expecting anybody to come in, so it wouldn't be a letdown. And I think although the squad has some weaknesses, but I think given the way the market has worked, um, you can't really do anything. You know. maybe you go for greed for 40 million you know, buy him and see if it works out but the thing is like the club has to decide in its scouting if it thinks that greed has the potential to do it because right now the messaging is like they're not going to go for players like Jovic again who probably you know turn out to be expensive flops so they want to see they want to only sign players who can be absolutely one guy makes us you know i mean it's not just one guy you have to also consider the fact that we had mariano you know oh, yeah. players who refused to leave so my god No comments, Mariano. No comments. I used to love oh. the guy. I used to love the guy. So we have a question in the chat. It says last question: Should we wait now and or before Bellingham next season? Holland? <laughs> no, Bellingham. Bellingham. Bellingham, Bellingham. Bellingham. Like, should we should we go in now or should we go in next season? Now it will be 120 million, right? Ne- next season? No, next season it'll be 60, 70. But next season you have a bunch of clubs like Wait, Jude to... Bellingham will be will have a release clause next season. I'm not sure about the release no. clause, but I've no. heard that next season or the year after or something he he'll be sold for 60 or 50 or something. I don't know. I don't know about <laughs> I don't really know. I already answered this thing about Bellingham yesterday. I I don't really know why we're going after him. Oh my god, you'll know when we get him. He is good. He is good. I mean, I'm sure he's good, but we already have like two players of his profile at least, two to three players. we need a player who's probably more like you know more active in the final third than so a more attacking factor we have Valverde um, Camavinga and Chouameni so probably need a player who's more you know active in the final third especially on zone 10 but just in my opinion okay this is my opinion and just take it with a grain of salt like in my opinion we need to have at least good six players in midfield all throughout the season especially for a big team like us it's better to have six very very good midfielder you know it'll only help us in my opinion keeping six good six, six midfielders is, is this is not like you know uh, i i hate to use this term but i don't think this is fifa really can keep, get out yeah. you know you can't really keep six players happy you can't but play city game. have city have that though no Bro, liverpool have that i mean no. city city they kind of rotate a lot and they're all, they're already playing with wide midfielders and stuff wingers So they they adapted the tactics of it everybody in. I don't really know if Premier League are going to do that. Bellingham, if Liverpool can... play that as well, right? Liverpool have six midfielders there as well. No. I mean, um, Pierre, Fabinho, second midfielder. Like Liverpool they, have six midfielders. Yeah. Are they are they the the quality to be starters at big clubs? No, not essentially. But bro, let me just 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 believe this. If we no, get, no, I, I I I do not disagree with the fact that Jude Bellingham is a great player. I, I agree mm. with you on that. I'm not mm. questioning that. What I, what I'm saying is like we already have Valverde. We already have Get goal scoring midfield right now. That is the reality. That right? is the reality. We should we should accept it. Like we goal scoring midfielders in this age, in my opinion, is a dying breed. Like how many can you name who is prolific? KDB. Who else? <laughs> You are talking about goal-scoring midfielders coming from the Bundesliga. Even their strikers struggle to score outside of their league. You're talking about midfielders. No, I'm I'm just asking you, bro, because you told me 
I need someone who is much more active in the final third. Which final third as more creative. As, you know, which implies more, more moments, right? I, that, that's your point. Yeah, I, I said somebody who is more creative, you know, especially around the zone 14 area of the box. That that's the area that Ramadan needs players who can play there, you know, more who, creative. Who, who has direct in moments in goals, right? Who, that's who what has mean. the ability to play the final pass. Which is... I mean, the, the, <laughs> the point is Jude Bellingham plays the final pass. I mean, if City no. play, if City wins no. the league across the next two seasons, Phil Foden can be available. I don't think uh, I don't know. We're gonna end up with everybody. I mean, Foden can be available. I think that's that could be someone we to be honest. Yeah, I mean, if we're doing ifs and buts, Real Madrid have a, have a clause, you know, on uh, Martin Odegaard. Maybe they want to bring him back. So, you know, if if you sit and do ifs and buts, we can pretretty much. Count no, him. I mean, I, I think this, the the you know the ship has sailed for Martin Odegaard. Like it's it's it is what it is. Like I don't. I, I, you know, uh, Florentino Perez in one of the AGM said the chapter for Odegaard isn't closed at Real Madrid mm. after he left. I don't Absolutely. know about that. <laughs> I like Absolutely. him. I like him, but you know, like like what Hoke said, like he's the he's more of the final third guy who is in and around the box. And for me, he doesn't have enough goal involvements for the talent he has. So, yeah, in my opinion, it's a dying breed. Uh, players who are very active in the the final third, especially midfielders. You know. Um, but yeah, I, I think we should wrap this up uh, slowly. Like before that, uh, since it's Casemiro and his farewell, you know, in essence. And his um, farewell is on Monday, by the way. August 22nd. Oh yeah, the official farewell. But this is yeah. our farewell, right? For Casemiro. Because my heart can't take any mention of him past this, right? This live. Because I'm pretty sure tomorrow's post-match live, we wouldn't be talking about him. And we shouldn't be, you know. He should be happy, and uh, I hope on a personal level he he gets uh, you know the adulation probably he didn't get with us you know with all the Premier League hype and probably they they'll now know yeah yeah Tore you know and, I I and, feel bad for Casemiro because he's going to the Premier yeah. League and he's gonna have to you know settle for the the likes of Talksport talking bullshit about him. So it would be funny. You know, they're discussing if Casemiro can handle the Premier League. I mean, this is the guy who won the Champions League five times. Uh, yeah. For sure, he can handle the Champions League. I mean, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, they're very valid in the sense that because the point is we've seen with Rafa Varane and he couldn't do shit. We've seen with Andrew Shevchenko and I mean, Rafa Varane was injured. Whenever he played, he was United's best defender. Yeah. And, and then how do you... How, how, how do you rate Andrew Shevchenko? Lissandro Martinez, right? That's his name? Yeah, yeah, Lissandro Martinez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the guy gets out for a corner. And then and then he brings on Varane to replace this guy and again, United's defense improves. So, I mean, I, I kind of like... I think I, United I, defense didn't improve with Varane. Actually, Brentford stopped trying, actually. I, I, was, watching, I was watching a couple of... Um, United guys, right? Live, uh, United stand. Shout out to them, you know. United view. So I was watching a couple of their lives, especially since uh, the the mirror thing broke. And most of them, they want uh, Baran, Lisandro Martinez as the two CBs, and Casemiro screening them basically. But do you honestly think that's going to happen? That's never going to happen. But the I, fucking superstitious, you know, like at, at United. Stop. I personally felt that like probably Maguire. I felt that probably they should have pushed Martinez maybe to a defensive mid kind of role because 
mm. I think Ten Hag bought him for his ball distribution and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought, but then they're going for Casemiro, so probably one of these players has to miss out because, like, personally, I think Oran has to start. It's gonna be Maguire or Lissandro Martinez. Mm. Maguire's gonna I, start. Uh, that's the thing. I think the point is Maguire's gonna start. He's bought Martinez with him, so I think it's just uh, Varan is gonna be on the bench. He has to fight his way back into it and stuff like that. Mm. I mean, you can't really fight with a player the manager brought in the captain of the club. So. <laughs> true, true, true. Well, you know, you 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 know for a fact that 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 side of things is never gonna change at United. I have I have no hope. So, yeah, I just wish them the worst. But I want Casemiro to to do well, and you know this guy, this guy bring brings up so much emotion because you know when he left, all those things flashed, uh, you know, across my mind. You know the the uh, the aggression, the passion that he always you know showed on the pitch. Uh, you know, numerous performances where he single handedly dealt a midfield. You know. Like this, this is something insane, man. He was someone who was afraid to even step on a metro. You know, he was he was that shy to to go from that to this mature, level-headed. You know, he has got gotten sent off just twice. You know, he knows when to get in in the ref's face, when to start a brawl, when to step away from a brawl. You know, this guy is is so meticulous, so. uh you know uh calculated in whatever he does he'll forever be you know uh, uh remembered for you know his his grit and and considered like hokes mentioned earlier one of the very best midfielders to have you know played in white and i'll miss him a lot he was a huge part of you know what made me uh this this staunch believer that no matter what happens we as a club will find a way you know unlike so many of the you know so so many of the clubs that pretend to be the greatest or the biggest in the in in, in the world so casamero man forever a blanco forever definitely man definitely forever for sure. forever madrid legend indeed man yeah any final thoughts from you people that that, that was my analogy that's done no I mean, you said it for all of us so. Yeah, exactly, man. Exactly. Fair I think uh, it's... Yeah, shout out to Real Madrid committee before we go. Um, you know, check out our friends over at Real Madrid committee. They run a brilliant page. Uh, they have been with us uh, for major part of this journey. So yeah, yeah. Kudos to Sean. Uh, you know, the CEO of Real Madrid committee. You know, he he is so helpful. You know, always. Um, always willing to help. You know, always giving me. Uh, ideas for art and stuff so yeah he he's the best he's the best um also um for anybody tuning in uh, we'll be live again for the post match right for hopefully tomorrow yeah tomorrow yeah after after immediately after the game we're going to be there as well yeah i think we should also give a shout out to some of our Uh, let's say uh, loyal supporters you know yeah yeah i'm going i'm just i'm just, i'm just going i'm just going to sh- sh- shout out them so shout out to jack adil yadu and uh We have Urim James. Actually, hopefully, we can see you the next time. We actually had a problem with Zoom, so he couldn't join. And then we have Elamas uh, and the main man, Big Steve. Thank you. And uh, oh, Big Steve, big up, big up. Yeah, exactly. And also we had uh, we yeah, had Tidal, well. and then Hassel we have well. finally Mr. Hassel was the last person to join. 
So yeah, I think he's Thank been you. a fan of our stuff like for a long time. So. I'm pretty yeah, sure yeah, yeah. we make this a regular thing, especially with important events. You know, more people yeah. will be coming in. Today's turn up was low, was very low, but I'm pretty sure it'll rise up. You know, with uh, more frequent. Episodes. Yeah, not shut down. We're not gonna have a watch along because we want to have a call in as well tomorrow after the game. So we don't want to disrupt the rhythm of the game. So immediately after the game, we're gonna have a live. So just to get your reactions, hopefully uh, you can also They're join us again. Yeah, he's asking no watch along. So yeah, uh, I'm just uh, replying. So, so, yeah, so, yeah, so yeah. Looking forward to seeing us. That's that's. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank, thanks, thanks for looking out for us, man. Hopefully we can see you tomorrow after the game. Yeah, that hope uh, it will be immediately after the game. So hopefully you're not late. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll be putting out. Uh, we can put out a notification, right? We can, we can. I, I, I think if you click the bell notification icon, you will get notified oh, yeah. whenever we are. <laughs> that, that, that's a very valid point. Nice, nice one. <laughs> so the bell, yeah, the bell kind of helps you. And we'll be putting out, we, we'll be putting out a link um, like 15 minutes before full time. Yeah, and you can also like, you know, follow the social media. And so you can exactly. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, the lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. So hopefully tomorrow we should get more call-ins. So we want to get the reactions from the game directly, like the hot takes just immediately after the game, the hot reaction, whatever you feel. Just, yeah, call us and unload and let's listen to what you have to say. Okay, guys, I think that's all from us today. Uh, if we don't have anything to add, I will just say, Hala Madrid! Hala Madrid. Madrid! Good luck to Kasek.